Good morning, Jackson, Mississippi, and all surrounding areas, especially the surrounding areas. Good morning to y'all. This is the Free Range Human Show of Choice, your daily dose of reality radio. It starts now. This is the Clay Edwards Show. I am, of course, Clay Edwards. We're broadcasting live from the Mack Hike of Flowood Studios here at the lovely Cotton Exchange Plaza in Flora, Mississippi, out here in Madison County. I am joined in studio this morning by my friend and yours. He's running for school board, District 2, Madison County, Rylan Thompson. Good morning, Rylan. Morning, Clay. Thank you for having me on. I appreciate you coming up and yes, getting sir. in, you know, coming in the studio. It just makes a difference. A little eye contact. Yeah. You know, it, the phone's great, but it seems like I'm always having technical issues when I'm in control of the board. So uh, they may be self-inflicted. I won't confirm or deny. So I'm glad you're in studio yes, sir. with me this morning. Uh, again, Rylan is putting himself and his family out there to help take back our schools, uh, starting in Madison County. Uh, and I've got, I go, oh, I say I go back a ways with you, a year and a half, two years anyway. Yeah. And, um, you, you gave, you gifted me a, a laser engraved wood logo of the show, uh, at the COVID jab rally down, right. downtown one day, um, back a couple year and a half or so ago. First yeah. chance I got to meet you and your wife and I got to meet a bunch of the, the people out there fighting the good fight. Um, Sarah and that whole crew, Lindsay and all of them got to meet everybody out there that day. So it was, it yeah. was, a, it was a good time out there, man. And, um, we've been buddies ever since. And, uh, when you stepped up to run, I was like, well, that just makes all the sense in the world. That's a guy that's been in the fight. Yeah. And, uh, you know, you're, you're what Madison County Sheriff deputy. What, 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 what? So I, I, I can't uh, say who I work for okay, uh, as I far as my, my, my platform, you're still active, but I am still active okay. in uh, law, law enforcement. enforcement. Yeah. I got you. Okay. My bad. Well, good. So I mean, but so you you, you take that love of the community. Yeah, that's, absolutely. That's a calling. Yeah. Let's be honest. I mean, to, successful law enforcement, like nursing, like anything else, teaching, uh, it's a calling, and you're taking that calling to this because this isn't. I mean, I think I think I heard y'all on a, one of the shows the other day talking about the pay for this isn't. Yeah. This ain't a job. Yeah. Necessarily. Yeah, this is, this, as a matter of fact, I'm I'm losing money because I, as you mentioned, I do have a second. Uh, uh, small business owner where, you know, I, I'm taking my time out to where I could be making money laser en- engraving stuff and I'm out knocking doors, campaigning and stuff too. So. Yeah, let's, let's shout that out real quick. Cause, um, I, you know, I think we got to support people who support us and uh, whether it's monetarily or, uh, supporting us by running for school board and, you know, our thoughts and opinions and stuff. He owns a business called 45 precision you can go find it on facebook i think it's just 45 precision no spaces one long yeah. word there and uh, you may y'all may have saw me share a picture of the laser engraved clay edwards show uh cup the other day and uh rylan did that for me and uh, he can do some for you too yeah just so. brought you a few more this morning yeah yeah i did I, I did well you know what's funny is i didn't expect to actually sell the one that i got i just <laughs> it was lumped in with some stuff i was offering for sale and somebody said well how much for the cup I said, well, I guess everything's for sale. Yeah, hey, so, the price is right. So I sold the cup, and I texted Ryan. I was like, hey, I need to get a couple more cups. And uh, sure enough, this morning, I got more cups. That's taken care of. So, look, man, what moved you? What What was the breaking point? Because that's where it was a breaking point, I think. Because it was a breaking point for me starting the show. COVID broke me. Yeah. What was it for you to say, I'm running? Uh, yeah, that, I mean, that that was the initial stages of it. Uh, I mean, we were to the point where we were we were seriously contemplating, you know, weighing our financial options and what we can do to take them out of public school and put them in private school. A lot of people did that uh, as a result of the COVID situation because you were and see- homeschool. Yeah, and homeschool. <clears throat> um, 
unfortunately, we, we finally uh, realized that it was going to be, uh, you know, kind of a, a strain. We got I got three little girls. You know, two of them are, are in uh, the public school system right now, and the, the baby is in pre preschool. So we're, you know, having to pay money, uh, you know, for child care with her as well as uh, after school care, you know, sometimes. Um, so going through the whole COVID situation and we, we had to, uh, we had to take off work so many times, uh, when we, the district was Distance for, yeah, learning. forced, forcing us to quarantine healthy students. We knew that there was nothing wrong with them. And just because they brushed shoulders with someone in the, in the school hall there, they were sending them home and saying, Hey, this person was diagnosed with COVID. And so you're going to have to go quarantine for a week or whatever. And we Com- had to, completely yeah. ignoring the science. Yeah. Completely, I yeah. you know a friend of mine, Johnny, that I worked with, and a great dude out in Rankin County. He 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 was the first one that brought that to my attention because it happened to he had a couple kids at Brandon has a couple kids at Brandon High School, and the same thing was happening out there. Yeah, and he was losing his mind every time he turned around. Kids were having to get sent home for two weeks that had already had COVID, by the way. So they so they were clear as far as that they had the antibodies, and then being sent home every time. They, they breathe the same air as somebody who tested positive for COVID or had been around somebody no different than them. Yeah. I mean, at that point, why are you even in school? Yeah. And then there was the continued forced mask. And I went back and, and pulled the, um, the, the voting records uh, of the, the, school, the school board minutes, and every single one of them voted unanimously time and time again to continue these mask mandates, to continue the distance learning protocols, to continue the mandatory quarantining of healthy children just because they had, quote unquote, potentially been exposed, uh, you know, to a virus that has over a 99 percent survivability rate. And, and, you know, just as well as I know, uh, do these kids, they're not wearing the mask right. They're pulling them down to the, over the, you know, over their mouth or down around their chin and all this kind of stuff. And and. And not to mention all the psychological damage that was probably done to our children, uh, you know, as a result of doing that. I, I was on the, the show with Kim Wade the other day, and we were talking about how children rely on facial expressions to uh, to get, you know, the message across and to learn how uh, words are received in so much and at some of these, uh, most of these lower levels. Yeah, but I say especially younger, yeah. you know, just facial expressions, how to articulate a sentence. And I mean, even as, as adults, I have a problem articulating things, but I can imagine as kids, you know, learning how to pronounce your words and, you know, let's just be honest, I, the elephant in the room here, this was all done because these teachers didn't want to work. Yeah. I'm just going to say it. You don't have to agree with me. In my opinion, and I said it going back to my earliest podcast when I got on uh, the Save Jackson Facebook page, Ranting and Raven, this was done because teachers figured out a hustle that they could get paid to sit home. And they wanted to continue that for as long as they could. And obviously, I think teachers are leaned very, very left anyway, generally speaking. And I think that they bought into the narrative on top of it. The whole, we're all going to die if we get COVID narrative. And they, they were like, this was to protect teachers, not to protect students. That, when they say it was done to protect students, that's a lie. Well, I mean, I, you know, Clay, I, I've talked to some teachers that, you know, during that whole process, and I actually talked to uh, an administrator. I went to a um, uh, uh, principal and talked to her, had a long conversation. And from from talking to her, she was saying that she agreed with me on 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 these these concepts of you know the we shouldn't be quarantining healthy children and we shouldn't be extending extending the mass stuff. But she what she was saying was that it was the, coming from the district level 
that uh, they give them the policies and say that this is what we're implementing across the board. And so uh, I'm not I'm not so quick to, to throw the, the teachers under the bus or the administrators from what I've seen and talk to them. I, I think we do have a lot of good teachers out there and even and we're going to I'm sure we'll talk about the book situation today. Um, I, I, matter of fact, I talked to one of the teachers in Madison Central just uh, Saturday and uh, she was telling me how they had to go back and go through all the books and stuff whenever they were starting school again this year to make sure that there was nothing inappropriate in them uh, in their classrooms and stuff. And then, yeah. All right. Let me let me clean up my comment about the teachers. I, I'm not throwing the baby out with the bathwater. There's obviously good teachers, just like there's good nurses out there that aren't making TikTok dancing videos during the middle of a pandemic. Um, but there's some bad ones, and, and and there's some that are very selfish and that I do believe just wanted to get a check without going to work and that and that's my opinion there not rylan's uh but yeah with that said the we've got to get back we got to start putting these kids first that's right and that's that's not what happened during the pandemic i was talking to a fellow the other day this is probably gonna be a little less traditional interview than what you've done lately um i was talking to a fellow the other day out in rankin county who was telling me and he's a conservative but he was like man you know you, you don't think these school boards we're just doing what was right. You know, they were really just kind of doing what was best for the teachers. Like, you know, and they get federal funding, so they just kind of got to go along to get along. I'm like, then what are they voting for? There's, what are they voting for if it's all federally administered? Anyway, I was like, long story short, we, we just agreed to disagree. But I don't believe any of these people deserve amnesty. I, I, I was talking to you off air before we got started here, and I said, you know, was there, was there a good person was there a, an American first? Was there anybody on these school boards that stood up for these kids and voted against any of this nonsense at any time? Maybe there was, and I'm just not aware, but I would think in the world that we, we kind of move around in and in the circles we're in and doing what we do for a living here, that we would have heard of this person. Yeah. We, we, man, I know, I know Jameson Haygood would have found this person. <laughs> yeah, and we would have known. Would have built a statue of him. For sure. It's like, this is the guy. We're yeah. riding with this guy. And I didn't hear about that from ranking on Madison County. And I agree with you, Clay. It would have take it would have been, you know, so much better and I would have just felt so much better about the whole situation if at least one at least one would have stood up and said, you know, we we need to listen to the parents. The parents have a right to govern their children as far as safety and, and in all aspects, and we're going to listen to the parents in this situation. So, I mean, even if they would have been outvoted, if we could have had one person to stand up for the parents with that. Well, you know what's great is <clears throat> tomorrow they get to listen to the parents. That's right. That's right. You know, parents, tomorrow you got a chance to let your voice be heard. Unlike at the school board meetings where they just basically told you to shut up and sit down, put your mask back on. You know, now you've got a chance for your voice to be heard by voting for Rylan. Uh, what's the other fellow's name that's out there? Ken McCoy. Ken he's, McCoy. He's running in District 1, where I'm in District 2. So yeah. so these are two American First candidates. I hadn't had a chance to meet Ken. but And then uh, we have Miss um, Lynette Courtney out in Rankin County running out there that's, that believes in the same things we do. Yeah. And these are the people we need to get in here. So let's take a break real quick. This is the Clay Edwards Show. I'm joined in studio, in the Mack Hike of Flowage Studios, that is, by Rylan Thompson. That's Thompson for Madison County. What's your school? What's your Facebook page? Facebook.com slash Thompson for Madison. Thompson yeah. for Madison. All right. We'll be right back after this on 103.9 WYAB. Breaking rules when necessary. Welcome back into the Clay Edwards Show. This segment is going to be brought to you by... How about dinner 
tonight at Acme <clears throat> Pizza and Daiquiri's. You guys have been tagging me in your Acme Pizza and Daiquiri's pizzas on Facebook, and my goodness, they look so good. Uh, shout out to Larry Fortune and his family. They went out there the other night and got a nice, nice pizza, and you can too. Uh, it's Monday Night Football tonight. Why cook when you can have Acme Pizza and Daiquiri's delivered to your door? Just pull up your favorite food delivery service app and select Acme pizza and daiquiris they got pizzas deep fried pizzas hamburgers pastas sides and more and hey if you want to dine in go right out there to fan and mart at the uh, location there and they got a full service bar nine different flavors of daiquiris and great pizza as well as their will of flavor you can pick up to three of their different of their 12 different specialty pizzas and put them on one pie let them know you heard it on the clay edwards show that's acme pizza and daiquiris all right i'm joined in the mac hike of flowwood studios by rylan thompson he's running for madison county school board district two if you got any questions for rylan the dustin bailey at southern magnolia's realty phone line is 601-879-0002 the guns and gear text line 769-241-1944 we'd love to hear from y'all this morning, and I looked, and I did all of that without looking at anything. You did, by yeah, the way. I, was, <laughs> I can't remember my own phone number, but I remember our text and phone line here. <laughs> yeah, uh, I actually know Dustin Bailey. I've known him just about all my life. And Dustin is a solid dude, man. Solid uh, if people need real estate, they need to start and stop with Dustin Bailey. Yeah, you know that's all he can help you do it all. And uh, he's a, he's a great dude. And again, I tell people all the time, these are the people that support what we're able to do here. So if you have the opportunity to support them do it for sure yeah there's a there's a big movement right now uh to encourage like-minded organizations if you got a business that supports the same calls as you do i mean why not go ahead and, and support them because the other side is doing the same thing and you know parallel put, economy yeah, yeah that's we need right. to, you know they can't cancel us if we have our own parallel economy that's right uh, i tell you what speaking of a uh, phone call we got derek on the line here i'm All sure right. he's got a question or comment for you hey derek you're on the air brother Hey, good morning. Um, quick question, Clay, to go along with what you said about, you know, most of the politicians just went along to get along because of, you know, the federal government basically barking out, you know, mandates and commands. My question to you is this. When the states' rights, um, you know, trump what the, um, you know, the federal education system, you know, demand, or, you know, trumps their demands, is my question, which I've never understood that whole economy I'll, I'll take this if you don't mind go ahead yeah so what happens a lot of times with that is we we are accepting federal funds and whenever you accept federal funds there's always a catch it's it's always uh we're going to give you this but we're going to expect you to do that and so whenever you're relying on the federal government to, to uh operate they dictate how you're going to live and, and how you're going to and what you're going to do with those funds and how you're going to operate your organization. So if we can ever get to the point to where we can cut ties from receiving federal grants and federal funds, then we can uh, self-govern the way that we uh, that it is uh, constitutionally allowed for us to do as, uh, as a state system. Yeah, because I, I don't understand, you know, why they're pushing this LGBTQ studies and, and CRT so hard like they are. And this is stuff that traditionally has never benefited, you know, a child's education. Yeah, you, you can trace trace that all the way back to the federal government. And so as a matter of fact, uh, we have a bill that was, uh, that was signed in a law that prohibits uh, CRT uh, in Mississippi. Uh, the Governor Tate Reeves signed that into law, I believe it was uh, in March of this year. And so, but with with that being said, that 
nobody's monitoring every single classroom all 100% of the time. So that's something that we have got to be uh, looking constantly looking at to being sure that that does not infiltrate our classrooms as well sure. as uh, is, is daughter movement, which is the social emotional learning. And we've, I have, I've had a good conversation with a, a psychologist, J- Dr. Jennifer Miller about that particular thing. So, and that was that same bill he introduced that banned that barred transgenders from female sports and things like that, right? Yeah. So that ha- no, that was a that was the uh, Mississippi Safeties Act, I believe, and I think that was a little bit before that. But so one thing that was not addressed in that was that the uh, the, the bathroom situation, as as well as how you know they're going to be handled in, in different other uh, types of situations in the school. That particular bill was was. Uh, specifically for athletic events so right now we don't have a policy as far as i know that um governs how these children will be able to operate as far as going to the bathrooms with with children of the opposite sex or anything like that well i just find it amazing that they're pushing i mean again i'm not i I don't like bullies i'm not no child being bullied however i'm no fool either because they're pushing all these laws to accommodate all these people based on their emotions and feelings. But yet when it came to prayer in school, you know, they vehemently yeah. fought against that. Hey, listen, let me speak to that real quick. So a lot of people are, are, you know, are saying, oh, well, they took prayer out of schools. Well, prayer is still in our schools. The children have the right to assemble and pray right. in the schools. It just can't be teacher-led. So that's something that I want to be very vocal about as well. Yeah. You know, children, parents... Tell your children if they feel like they need to pray or uh, they, they're having a bad day or, or, or whatever the case is, they can say a prayer. And let me tell you, Jesus Christ will hear you. He is there to, uh, to help you out. You know, uh, as, a, as, a, as a child, you need, they need to be able to realize that they can turn to God and they can pray any time that they want to. Um, and Amen, that's, that's guaranteed. I like Amen, it. brother. I like it. Appreciate you, Derek. Thanks. Good call. Uh-huh. Yep. You know, so... I'm over here researching while y'all are talking this Icond project. And this is something that we got to make sure stays out of Mississippi. Yeah, you showed that to me right before. I mean, it just looks, looks uh, outrageous. Yeah, so if you wonder what we're talking about, <clears throat> and, and, and I'm kind of just air diving into here, but somebody sent me a picture this morning of a, of a school somewhere, and, and it said, imagine being a white Christian at this school. And out front of the school, it has these banners hanging. It says... Uh, you, well, you got the Black Lives Matter, of course, which we all know Black Lives Matter. Uh, then it's got the trans rights flag. You know, it was like a big doo-doo smear. And then you have this thing called Icond. And I was like, well, what is Icond? And somebody's like, Google that one. Uh, it's basically a, a Nazi hate group for Christ, uh, against Christians. You yeah. know, and, and of course, they, they, it's, it's disguised under uh, protecting LGBTQ students from bullying. But what it really is is a, a way to... Yeah, it flips the script. Yep. I mean, <clears throat> and I think you have even said this on your show it's at some point. Uh, if you reverse it, whatever's being said, and change the color of the skin or the, the, the religious group or whatever affiliation, and you flip-flop that, and it sounds like it's hate speech or it's, yeah. uh, it's racist, it probably is racist, well, even, yeah. though, even though it's originated from the different... A different perspective. That we we've just got to get all of that nonsense out of the schools. Absolutely. You know, man. I <clears throat> not to get into a race conversation, but I just want to say this. I thought that when when America was at its absolute peak, best race relations was from around ninety two up to about the time Obama got elected. You know what? Oh eight, somewhere yeah, in there. Yeah. 
I mean, I'm just growing up, my generation, we, we was just, that's when hip-hop first started coming out. And everybody, you know, it was, there was just this whole different perspective on race relations. Now, granted, I was the white guy from, you know, South Jackson and then on to the suburbs and all that. Maybe I, maybe I wasn't seeing everything. But at the, at the end of the day, I know that I had a lot of black friends. Yeah. You know, and black fr- people spent the night at my house and this, that, and the other. And we weren't being taught all this hate and racism stuff in the yeah. schools and this, that, and the other. And so it, it didn't create this, this natural rift yeah. between people at an early age because of what were the, they were being taught in schools. They weren't teaching black kids to hate white kids at school. And, and, and I think we got to get back to that. Yeah, absolutely. And I've, I've said it time and time again, uh, and people have particularly attacked me for being for exposing my views as a Christian and a conservative. And my response to that has constantly been the uh, the, the disciples asked Jesus, what's the greatest commandment? And he said, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul and strength. And then the second is love your neighbor as you would yourself. And that is a good universal commandment, whether you're Christian, Hindu, Muslim whatever the case, or even don't have a religion. If you can love your neighbor as you love yourself, that's a, that's a good world right there. If everybody would do that. Yeah. Uh, so we got a couple minutes here. I've got a couple texts here on the guns and gear text line, seven, six, nine, two, four, one, 1944. If you have any questions, Debbie text in and says, Clay, could you get Ryland to tell folks, what are some of the neighborhoods that he will represent in district two? I mean, do, do you kind of have a, generality generality of the map I, I would say this either his name will be on your ballot or it won't if you're in his district right yeah so if you're getting out and voting um you'll see you'll see his name or you won't if he's in your district that's an oversimplification of it but do you know so, some of the neighborhoods yeah. <clears throat> yeah so generally around the madison avenue area uh stonegate sherborne um st ives uh i'm not i'm not sure if i'm pronouncing this right or not brisage maybe uh and then it goes down to Ridgeland uh, through t- taking Tidewater, Trace Cove, Wrights Mill, and everything in Ridgeland north of the Natchez Trace, Old Town area, Beaver Creek, uh, Trace Ridge. And I go over to Densmore and Bridgewater, and then I come back up Traceland, uh, Highland Colony and take in Summer Tree and everything in between. That's kind of a big loop there. So if you're in those areas, you can vote for me. And uh, you're, you're right, it, it they should see my name on the ballot if they if they live in that area. Yeah, and 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 if you don't, let us let us know. You know, find out if you're in District Two or not. And yeah, you know, I, day of if, if his name ain't on the ballot, we need to know. Yeah, let me tell y'all this right now. I need your help. I mean, uh, I I think it's going in my favor, but you you never can tell. Uh, we haven't you know put any polls out so far. So get on the phone right now, and I need every every single person that's listening to this broadcast today to pick up the phone and call at least five people that you know that lives in the Madison and Ridgeland area and ask them to vote for me, and then ask them to turn around and call five more people and have them vote for me as well. And that's the only way that we'll we'll be able to push through. And the same goes for uh, Ken McCoy over in District 1. Do you need any uh, sign holders? Absolutely, Anything? absolutely. If you can contact me at my Facebook page, Thompson from Madison on Facebook, we we will be out there holding signs tomorrow, and uh, we have some poll watchers that are, uh, are going to be help volunteering as well. So if you can volunteer as a poll watcher or a sign holder, uh, please let me know. You know, and that, so something I learned, like I said, COVID woke a lot of us up, uh, and the, the biggest mistake that could have happened, right? They, they, they woke a lot of normies up. Yeah. So if I understand correctly, 
to be a poll watcher, you have to live in that that district, right? I mean, you can't go. I can't come over from Rankin County and poll watch in Madison County. So, the way I understand it is that you could have uh, representatives for the, for the candidate, uh, regardless of where you live, to Got come it. in. And there's a there's a letter that I will be getting out to the people that uh, to to do that on my behalf. Um, for them to for them to be able to get the numbers and stuff. Good stuff. All right, let, let's take a break here. This is the Clay Edwards Show. I'm joined in studio this morning uh, for the rest of the first hour by Rylan Thompson. He is uh, asking for your vote out there in Madison County, District 2. He's running for the school board. We're going to take back our schools, and this is how we do it. We'll be right back on the Clay Edwards Show. Breaking rules when necessary. That's what we do around here. Welcome back in. We are live in the Mac Hike of Flowood Studios. Uh, this segment here is going to be brought to you by Lakeland Glass and Tent. Whether you need your automobile windshield replaced, windows tinted, your home or business windows tinted, or you need to get your vehicle wrapped with a rolling billboard like a Ryland Thompson for school board billboard on your vehicle, or a, heck, a wall in your office or home for that matter, you want to get a graphic design. And put up like wallpaper. They can do that too. There's all kind of things they can do at Lakeland Glass and Tent. Give them a call today. 601-946-1000. Or check them out online at lakelandglassandtent.com. It's a one-stop shop website. You can go in there, put in your vehicle. It'll tell you how much it's going to cost to get it tinted. And you can schedule your appointments online. How easy is that? We love doing things online nowadays. And Jason and the team have made it as easy as possible rylan real quick before we jump back in we got a call sitting here on the dustin bailey at southern magnolia's realty phone line hey brother you're on there who was right about what about barbara Bassett. did they fire she ain't been on air has she she's suspended she ain't fired what's different well i mean she's still got a job i bet i bet you a beer she doesn't come back yeah, we'll see. I would have never. I would have never walked the plank if I if I wasn't gonna stay. Yeah, I I I, I got a question for this. So you, the area that you're covered, let me ask you something. That's probably if you from what from the way you describe, it's a pretty pretty wealthy district, right? You talking to Ryland? Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, well, my question: How many people are in that district? I don't recall um, from the the last census number, but just guesstimating, I'm going to say somewhere between ten and fifteen thousand. Well, I got. What does the campaign wildcat cost? Uh, it's. Uh, <laughs> I've, I've been I've been blessed to have some 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 pretty significant uh, donors, but I'm I'm really just pinching pennies trying to trying to get my uh, material out. So. Right now, I think we're looking at probably somewhere around fifteen hundred dollars or so that we've we've sunk into this. So you, so Never even take. with your donors, you've only put fifteen hundred dollars into yeah. a campaign. Yeah. Now, the thing about districts like that, man, you got to spend money in them. But you know, but I wish you the best of luck, man. Hey guys, y'all have a good one. All right, thanks, man. Well, look to to that point, I don't even know who you're running against, and we're not gonna, we're not going to say their name on here. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I have no clue who you're running against. I was thinking about that coming in this morning. Yeah. And shame on them that don't, I don't. It don't matter. Yeah. It don't matter. It, it, exactly. <laughs> it just it don't matter. So <clears throat> they, they've they obviously done less. Yeah. You know, and it's not about it's not about who spends the most money. I know a lot of times it is. And, but you've gotten a lot. You've gotten a, your goodwill that you've put in has gotten you a lot of 
a lot of viral shares and a lot of people doing doing the work for you on their social media and everything else. And let me tell you, Clay, we kind of we kind of insinuated this earlier, but I'll, I'll just come out and say it: I wouldn't be here doing this if they had just listened to us during the COVID. If they had listened to us whenever we initially brought the books, I'm not talking about the second and third times where we had to comp- continuously come back time and time again, reminding them that there's these sexually explicit books in the schools. And there still are in, in, in several schools, and we're constantly working to find these things. And, and uh, we just want, uh, you know, transparency. We want these uh, sexually explicit books out of our schools, and our age-appropriate content is what we're pushing for. So whether they had to put them back behind the desk or – you know, in a in a closet or whatever, they need to be uh, taken out of the general circulation where uh, just an 11-year-old in the middle school can't go and read some of this garbage. Look, man, I socially, I have always been pretty liberal outside of the uh, abortion side of things. I've just never really cared about a lot of stuff. I own nightclubs. I've, I, I kind of sold sexual innuendo for a long time and it paid my bills in the nightclub business, you know, dancing and grinding and, you know, sinning and all that stuff. So, you know, I, I probably lean a little more left socially when it comes to stuff of an explicit nature. However, even somebody like me with my background can look at that and say, man, schools need to be the one safe place. Yeah. That, I mean, kids can pick up their phone. They can do all these other things. They can, they, they're getting constantly bombarded with sexual innuendo on TV, online, on billboards. I mean, the strip clubs got billboards around Jackson still. You know, can school not be the one place? Yeah. And church. You know, I don't think I had to worry about it in church, but when we do, we'll cross that bridge. Yeah. But school, can it not just be the one place that we don't even have to have this conversation? If you want to go check out a book from a public library, not the school library, that has sexually explicit stuff with a parent's permission slip, then so be it, if that's really what you want to do. But school libraries, can we? Come on, man. Yeah, and these are all these are all been bought by taxpayer dollars. So one thing I, I want to uh, I commend the school district uh, for earlier this year. Uh, I was in one of the board meetings, and they were talking about all the security that they have on the laptops, where they can't watch YouTube, they can't watch videos, they can't watch, they can't pull up sexually explicit material, and they can't like if they type in certain curse words or vulgar terms or whatever on the computer, it flags and sends a report for them to be able to pull that student aside and figure out what's going on. Why are they? you know, looking up at this stuff. But at the same time, while they're doing all that to protect them on the computers, their libraries are just wide open, full of all these sexually explicit books. And I'm telling you, books that, that would make a sailor blush, uh, reading the vulgar terms of sexual anatomy, incest and rape and, and different things that, uh, plus uh, vulgar language that's, that's been used in them as well. Books all the way down to the, the middle school where an 11-year-old can check them out. Well, you know, I heard Lindsay call in to was it Mike's show a few months back and she had talked about a book that she read some of the, an excerpt from at the school board. And if you have kids in the car, plug their ears, but it was something about sticking his private parts into a tree or something. And why is that in a, what is this stuff yeah. there for? I know why it's there. Yeah. I mean, I know why. I mean, I'm not, I'm asking rhetorically <clears throat> it's to destroy, you know, that one of the, the intro to this show <clears throat> says it's a fight for the soul of America. That's it. And the, the, the soul of America is our children. It is a fight for the soul of our children. And they're trying to demonize and sexualize our children. That's why you're dealing with this LGBTQ trans nonsense in the schools, kitty litters for people that want to be cats. 
and everything else. But like the one thing, just being a normal student seems to be frowned upon. And we're going to stop that. Yeah. You know, I mean, I'm just one way or another. Yeah. And, you know, we were talking off the air and basically we're saying and agreeing that if we can't change the school boards, how are we going to change all this bigger stuff in our country as well? Because what's happening in these schools is training these children how they ought to live in the future. And they're going to be our, they're our next community leaders. They're going to be the next people working um, in these, you know, local jobs around town. They're going to be the next politicians. They're going to be the next member leaders of the church and of the community. And if we aren't instilling in them the values that, I mean, just if you, even if you take Christianity out of the, out of the picture, which I don't believe you can do, you, you still have morals. You got to have morals or society will crumble. And so that's what this left leftist agenda is doing is trying to destroy the morality of America. And we've got to get back to uh, our, our found fundamental elements of, of how our country was founded. Yeah. You know, we, we were talking about it between the last break. You kind of hit on it there. Mike Madison that's on here from nine to 11 every day. He hits on this a lot and he's the one that brought the kind of help bring the attention, the, the attention of what's going on with the school boards to my attention. And uh, then Jameson, of course, but anyway, he says, if you if you think you're going to take America back, you're going to vote your way back to fixing this thing, but you can't save your own school boards, if you can't get these people off the school boards, America has no hope. I mean, w- this is the most basic elementary level of local politics, literally. And if we can't get people on these school boards that have our children's best interest in mind, we're lost. Yeah. Absolutely. So again, I'll, I'll repeat it. I need everybody that's listening to you today to pick up the phone and call five people who are in the Madison and Ridgeland area and then tell them to vote for Ryland Thompson District 2 of Madison County School Board tomorrow and then ask them to pick up their phone and call five more people. So we got to get uh, me, Ryland Thompson, and we got to get Ken McCoy on the school board. All right. We got a question on the guns and gear text line. Yeah. It says, how do you plan to get the feds out of the schools? That's a that's a long question. Uh, I I mean, we could be here a long time discussing different options. Uh, one, I have I, I haven't I don't have access right now to the whole scheme of things of what's going on in the school board. Hopefully, if I can get elected, I will, and then I can be able to look at different options and uh, even collaborate with members of the uh, Mississippi Department of Education to figure out what we would need to do in order to do that. But I think that is that would in the end be the best move for the state of Mississippi, if we could do that, if we could cut ties with the federal government. Well, yeah, I mean, we could have taken some of this COVID money instead of doing it on pet projects and this, that, and the other, and actually use, you know, the lottery money. And I, I think we could do away with a lot of the yeah. federal funding. Now, every time I say this, I get dropped in the grease. People tell me I'm an idiot. But there's got to be a way to divorce ourselves from big daddy federal government some. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, if you just look at how the federal government has been – you know, wielded as a weapon against conservatives back to, you know, years ago, the IRS was being used to attack conservatives. Still is. And yeah. And then you got the FBI raiding Trump's uh, place there in Mar-a-Lago. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, so if you can cut ties with the federal government, I think we'll be a lot better off all around. Well, you know, there's got to be a way to hold them accountable for far forcing far left agenda. You know, forcing this LGBTQ trans nonsense on our kids. I have no problem with gay kids, by the way. I want to make sure I, I say that. If your child is young, gay, that teach their own. Um, but there, there's certain things you don't force other kids to have to deal with. And 
the bathroom thing is a big deal. I mean, yeah. that, that's just a microcosm because they told us, Rylan. They said, oh, what's going to – you think that uh, some boy's going to dress up as a girl just to go in the girl's bathroom and rape your kids? That'll never happen. Yeah. Well, you know, it happened. Well, it did. It, it yeah. did. And it, twice by the same student, by the way. And they tried to keep it hush. And that's what happened in – was it Maryland, Virginia? Yeah, somewhere up there. You know, up in that way. But look, let's take our last break here. We'll Rylan come back, land the plane for the first hour. He can tell you how you can reach out, contact him, all that good stuff. We'll be right back live in the Mac Hike of Flowood Studios. I'm joined by Rylan Thompson. He's running to save our schools out there in Madison County. We'll be right back on the Clay Edwards Show. Breaking <laughs> rules when necessary. Uh, I'm going to save my ad reads for the next hour here. I'm going to finish up this last couple minutes with Rylan Thompson here as he's getting ready for the big election tomorrow. One of the things we talked about is off the air was if you get when you win, you're going to be very transparent about what's going on in that board. You're talking about getting getting in on Twitter, doing videos, really talking to the people. Absolutely, you know, and showing them, explaining to them votes why you voted away. That's all we ask for our from our politicians yeah. is transparency, you know, and to vote, you know, be, vote common sense. Yeah, and you're you're letting folks know you're gonna you're gonna be very uh, communicable. Yeah, absolutely, and you know, accessible. Yeah, something you said on the break too is, you know, who are your school board members? Probably eighty to ninety percent of the people listening can't even tell you who's on their school board, who's on, who's their alderman, who's their board of supervisors. We need to know these things, and then going forward, whether I win or lose tomorrow, we're going to be pushing for Christians and conservatives to get these elected positions from here on out in Madison County and Rankin County, because uh, that's what you got to that's what you got to do to uh, get back to the fundamentals of uh, our constitutional republic. Yeah, I was at the Rankin County breakfast at McLean Saturday morning, and there were some folks down from. Uh from New York that have just moved here and they're conservatives and whatnot. And uh, we were just talking, I said, man, these things are great. These breakfasts like this and like the grip and grin and stuff. I said, they're great to get to know who's running your city or who's right. running your County. Because generally speaking, when the Washington DC isn't quite the dumpster fire that it currently is, this is the most important thing that affects your day-to-day life. Yeah. Your school boards, your sure. alderman, your mayor, your uh, <clears throat> uh, city council, all these things, these are the things that affect your day-to-day life, your DAs, all that stuff. we got to get back to really focusing on local politics. Rylan, thank you so much for getting in here today, brother. Man, Best of thank luck. I'm going to so say a long prayer me. for you today. Find him on Facebook at Rylan, at Thompson from Madison County. Thompson or, from Madison. Yeah. Thompson from Madison. All right, brother. we got about 10 seconds here, so yeah, I'll just ramble on. Just get out and call uh, somebody. Yeah, get out and call, folks. If you want to be a poll watcher, reach out to Rylan at, Rylan, at Thompson from Madison. And uh, go do that. All right, I'll be Thanks right so back with another hour of The Clay Edwards Show on 103.9 WYB. Thanks for listening. Tune in tomorrow at 7 a.m. as The Clay Edwards Show discusses all that is going on in and around the city of Jackson. This concludes our broadcast day. Right here on 103.9 WYAB.